We are live with another episode of Marketplace Masters, brought to you by Merchant Spring, the leading marketplace analytics platform for Amazon vendors and the agencies that support them. Marketplace Masters is all about going deeper into the challenges that Amazon vendors face to lift performance via practical actions and insights. I'm your host, Paul Sommerfeld, and today we are discussing how to build a winning game plan. To help us do this, I've invited Christopher Ball to join us on the show and share his expertise. Chris is the founder of Help.com with over a decade of in-house marketplace experience across multiple categories and account types. He certainly is not short of knowledge and Amazon expertise. His company Help offers an array of marketplace services, including strategy, advertising, design, and optimization. And I look forward into tapping into all of that today. Thank you so much for being on the show, Chris. Thank you very much for inviting me. Very excited. That's great. It's absolutely great to have you. Now, I know you've recently um, started Help, or it hasn't been that long. So before we talk about game plan, I'd love to just hear a little bit about the backstory uh, and, you know, helped and how did it start? Yeah, so... Uh... As you, as you mentioned, it's not been going for too long. Uh, I was working previously in-house for about 10 years and two years at, at an agency. So let me just share this with you, actually. It'll make it a little bit easier to go through. Here we go. Perfect. So what, what I tended to find uh, each time I was either dealing with clients or being in-house is that we were always looking for like extra help to come in. Uh, but not just that, we were looking for things like training. So we had quite a few clients that were like, can you help us with training? Can you come into the business? Uh, do you actually understand our business? How can we kind of leverage your knowledge? So what, what I was finding is that there wasn't just like marketplace issues. There was other issues, so like fulfillment. So with, with the background that I have, it was perfect, kind of a perfect market fit, really. So yeah, it started it up got some clients quite quickly uh, and then just kind of built it up from there so it's it started really well that's great chris and uh, i i hear you've um you know we're chatting before it's great to see that you've got this amazing traction you know in in a really short uh, space of time so it, you know it certainly helps um today we're talking about a uh, game plan uh you know and it sounds a little bit like you know game plan who needs a game plan um you know let me just ask the obvious question, right? Why do you need a game plan? Um, because I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there, you know, going, well, yeah, sure. Who needs one? Uh, we just need, you know, good operations and we're done, right? Why do you need one? Yeah, so it, it kind of all depends what your goals are, really. So what are your business goals? Where do you want to get to? What do you plan to do, really? So... The way that we kind of set it up is we'll have kind of five main points. So we'll kind of work through. So you'll start with where are you now? Like what's going on in your business? What's going on in your marketplace business? And then it's kind of where do you want to get to? And then there's a few different questions in between that as well. So where you are now, where do you want to get to? Uh, what do we need to do? Yeah, what do we need to do? How do we need to do it? And how will we measure it? And once you can kind of answer all those five questions, you can build a game plan and the reason being is that 
a lot of people know and there's a lot of information out there now especially these days anyway of like what needs to be done on a, an amazon vendor account so optimization merchandising inventory etc but it's it's not just knowing what needs to be done it's kind of knowing what order that needs to be looked at and kind of following that methodical path to make sure that you can actually show success really so um it, it it sounds like it's a bit of a road plan it's a strategy it's a clear articulation of who does what and um you know some of those aspects i'm going to dive a little bit deeper into that in a sec but uh, i'd love to just understand you know how do you how do you start i mean it sounds sounds great but practically what's what's a good what's a good way into this yeah so usually the, the best way to start is to to actually audit your account is to go through so basically look through every different part of your account so the, the bottom bullet point there is kind of where we tend to start so this is just like an acronym really that we set up within the agency and it just stands for marketing merchandising uh, metrics inventory shipping automation international and miscellaneous which is kind of like outside traffic into amazon Essentially, what you want to do is you want to audit through your account. So looking at all the different factors, so making sure like what's your inventory health like, uh, how much do you spend on advertising, what's that returning, what's your TACOS, what's your ACOS, or are you doing it based on um, selling price to Amazon? It's just making sure that essentially you know exactly what's going on in that account. So you, you, essentially, that's the, the easiest place to start is once you audit it, then you can actually answer the first question of where you are now. Just a yeah. quick example is that we recently signed a client and that they were only ever measuring their actual sales into Amazon and they weren't measuring the sales out. But actually, when we started measuring the sales out, it turned out that the English account wasn't even their biggest account. It was actually Germany. So going through those type of things and being methodical and just actually checking like everything on the account and actually measuring it will give you a good starting point. The um, I think it's it's one of those things that I think as humans we're, we're terrible at right to actually take stock to look back and say where are we um, you know what are the learnings what actually what did we learn about the, the current status it's very hard to build uh, on something that you don't really know uh, what's there at the moment so um, although I must say that ac that acronym that you've got there I'm going to have to watch this back myself to remember what that what that stood for it's. Uh, there's a lot of thought that's got into that one. Yeah, so pretty much everything on that you do within a vendor account will kind of fall within those one of those categories. And it's just a really good starting point to kind of break down. And then what we do after we've broken down and we've actually audited the accounts, in which you should be doing yourself, is, is actually building an impact scoring. So depending what you want the impact to be, is your impact main goal going to be profitability or is it going to be growth? So we kind of look at three things within that. So we'd literally have a spreadsheet and we'd mark it down and we'd give it a scoring factor. So we'd look at impact, we'd look at time, and we'd look at cost. So anything that has a, a large impact, takes a small amount of time, and has no cost or minimal cost, then that would be really high up on the list of the next things to do. But if something had little impact, uh, it took a lot of time and was a high cost, it'd be near the bottom. So it's kind of going through that methodical approach to say, like this is what we should be doing first. It, essentially, it's it's like a fancy way of doing the, the low-hanging fruit, essentially, but it just kind of breaks it down so you can kind of see exactly what needs to be done. And and pretty much everything that you do within there is going to boil down to like these three main things. One is inventory, 
getting clicks, getting conversions. They're the, the three basic overviews for pretty much everything within the Yeah. And you know, maybe I'm I'm jumping the gun on you a little bit, but how do you take some of that and and how do you sort of phase that out? So you've spoken about the quick wins. You know, how do you work out, you know, what's first six months, next 12 months, sort of 18 months plus? Um, how do you give shape to that? Yeah, so it is really account specific, to be honest. So, for example, we've got a uh, apparel client on vendor and they might have, let's just go on to here. They might have uh, like 144 listings, uh, ch- children listings on one parent. So it, it can take a lot more time. So it's kind of, there's other people that we work with and they might only have like 10 per ASINs in total. So it, it, it all depends on that, but it is kind of building a project. And um, what we tend to do in-house is that we'll build out a Gantt chart and we'll make sure that all the linking parts kind of link correctly together. So for example, we know that um, we can only do advertising once the optimization is being done and we can only set up. Um, yeah, that, that's that's basically just putting everything in the correct order. So uh, we'll be looking at like doing the images once the copy is being done and it's kind of essentially building a roadmap. Uh, and and the, the biggest thing that we tend to see as well, especially when we go into businesses, is that they tend to lose focus. So it'll be like um, the managing directors really wants to get this product going and it's possibly one of the worst selling products. And it's like, well, the impact of actually making all those changes to them listings might take, I don't know, hypothetical two weeks, for example. Whereas if we put them two weeks into one of the listings that's always doing great or one of the products that's already doing amazing, then what's the impact of that going to be? And that that's kind of what it is, is, is just don't lose focus on it. So one, one thing I didn't kind of mention at the beginning as well is that uh, we do, when we go into like all, pretty much every single client that we have, we do, we do secondments. So what we do is at least once or twice a month, sometimes more often in the beginning, we'll actually go into the business and, and kind of go through all this with them. And, and it's easier once you're kind of in front of them and you're explaining, like we can't lose focus on this. These are the products we're focusing on. If, if we get a lose focus on these then there's there's not going to be as big as impact on the account which is what they kind of want that's kind of why they, they bring us in really so so what i'm kind of hearing you say is you know there's a really clear discipline around discipline around prioritization uh, exactly. focus on where it really matters it sounds like there's a fair amount of reminding your clients that that is the priority list as oh, yeah. you go through the journey yeah, and it, things on track. Yeah, they've got to, they've got to buy in at the beginning uh, and explain the process. I mean, it, it does get easier because this has worked in the past, and we've got case studies, and it's worked in house, and and it basically it works. So it's it's always easier to get buy in. And also, when you're actually going into the businesses and you're explaining, like, and you're sitting down with with a group of people and you're going through, like, this is the process. This is why we do it. You're going to see a better return by doing it this way. Then, it's, then you just throw in products saying we want this one changed, we want this one changed, we want this one changed. So yeah, you've just got to. It's all about focus, which yeah. which is hard in some businesses. Yeah. And can I just drill down a little bit more into you know that area of quick wins? You know the things that you go after first, sort of the the high return, low cost. Um, what are the things you typically find on that on that short list of quick wins? Um, yeah, so, and vice versa. The, the, the follow-up question would be, what are the things that 
you often tend to push off that list that your clients may want to put on there, but you're trying to be very disciplined and kind of push that off to get that real clear prioritization. Yeah, so I'll start, with the, the last, I'll start with the last one first. So one thing that we always see is like predominantly we do work with UK businesses. So there is UK first and then they go international markets. And usually when, when we start working with the client, it'll always be like, well, we've kind of exhausted the UK and we want to move into Germany, we want to move into the US, we want to move international. So that always seems to be the, the, the first thing that they think it's like, yeah, let's just move directly. Like we've, we've got a set of sales in the UK. Let's just move directly onto, onto an international market. Oh, I think he's gone. Uh, and so now I just wanted to, well, sorry, I was just, <laughs> I was listening to what you were saying. And um, so would your advice in that case be, well, actually hold your horses. International yeah. expansion is not... The priority right now, actually, the priority is yeah. to base business in the UK. In, in most cases, out. yeah. In, sometimes, I mean, I can think of one client specifically where it was the other way around just because there was a lot more search volume for their products in Germany. Uh, but 99% of the case, it's like, yeah. Again, it come, just comes back to that focus. It's like we've not even got that far with the UK yet. You've got a 1,000 ASINs. I don't know, we've, we've managed to sort out 100. You've still got loads more to go. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, and then they're just like, oh, yeah, let's set up international. Let's go to move to Germany and things like that. And it's, it's never quite as easy as that. So that's always the one that tends to be the, the furthest away. Like some of the quick wins that, that we regularly see is like, depending on the products, again, it's like just, just things like setting up business discounts. So we'll go into the account, we'll look through the reports, and it'll be like... 10% of their sales are coming from business and then we'll, we'll have a look through. Um, that, that tends to be one of them. Uh, and, and a lot of it is just like optimization stuff. So the impact can be high. It does take time, but the cost is relatively low to, to the actual client themselves. So there's no supplementary cost, i.e. like if they were advertising, it'd be a supplementary cost on, on top. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of governance, I mean, you, you touch on this a little bit, um, either as an agency or, you know, for vendors who are perhaps uh, tuning into this, you know, how do you, what specific steps do you undertake? Uh, you mentioned a little bit around the secondment before, but I, you know, particularly those vendors who are looking to do this themselves, you know, what, what advice would you have around them to, to help them stay on track, to stick to their game plan? Um, other procedures, governance processes you you'd steer them towards. Yeah, so essentially, what you want to do is you, you do want to measure everything. So, like, just as a few examples, so we we have something called the product update tracker. So, as we're going through, we are tracking all the updates that we're making to the account, uh, updates we're making to the listings, uh, just just basically tracking everything. And then what we can do is we can historically go back then and, and actually see was there an impact. So for example, we've made a change to uh, the copy of a listing or we've made the change, we've done a different variation of A plus content and it's just tracking tracking those changes. Uh, yeah, it's tracking the changes, looking to see if there's been any change in, on, on the conversion rate. Uh, we can also look, so sometimes what we see is that if, if it's a seasonal product, you can make changes. 
uh, to the product, but because it's seasonal, it might be a peak or a trough anyway. So what we'll be using is things like the uh, best selling rank to see how it actually flows within the category. And then we'd also be looking to track keywords. So using like third party tools to track uh, keyword changes over time and how they go with, up within the SERPs. Yeah, that, um, that really makes sense, Chris. Um, so more broadly, you know, we, we're starting to talk about how do you know if your 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 game plan is successful, right? And you measure kind of you know tracking things um, and the like. But you know what what advice do you have for vendors? You know what are the metrics that you'd expect them to to track consistently, regularly? At, you know, I guess at the account level and and beyond that. Yeah, so probably some of the biggest ones are, which I've kind of already touched on really, is, is one is going to be like the conversion rate of your product, uh, your sales into Amazon, uh, your sales out from, from Amazon directly to the consumer. Uh, you'd be also looking at like attributed advertising costs. So uh, it, it depends how you want to work out. So, I mean, it doesn't quite work the same for seller and vendor, but you'd be looking at some kind of ACOS or... PCOGs, TACOS, it depends how you want to work out. But definitely you want to be tracking how your advertising is measuring. Uh, they're, they're probably the main ones within site. And also your inventory health, unfortunately, which has just changed in the last few days, which is a pain. Uh, but usually I'd be kind of tracking to see how much stock Amazon's holding uh, of our products and kind of seeing how that fluctuates over time and historically going back. Uh, also looking at things like return rates, uh, just pretty much measure whatever information you can get out of Amazon, basically take a note on a certain day every month, put it into a separate spreadsheet, and then you can just track it over time. Uh, and then again, third party tools, you'd be looking to, to essentially like track keywords and using Keeper data, for example, or Helium 10 data to, to see how you change over time within, within the VSR. Yeah, 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 makes sense. Uh, now, this all, you know, if I'm playing devil's advocate, I'd say, Chris, this all sounds pretty simple, pretty straightforward. I know with Amazon, it never is. Um, it never is. Um, you know, what, why is it not as simple as it sounds? We must be missing something here. Yeah, so it is and it isn't, to be honest. I, I kind of going back to my very first point is like, you kind of need, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, and you need a lot of like aces in places. What we, what we like to say anyway is making sure you've got the right people doing the right things. So sometimes when we go into businesses, there'd be someone who never really touched Amazon before, like managing the Amazon account or managing the Amazon vendor account. So they don't really have a, too much of a clue of exactly what's going on. Never mind like all this extra planning or extra pages. Probably the, one of the best advice that I can actually give to any brands is to just go into the account and literally open every single page on Bender and just go through anything that you're unsure of, hit it into Google, find out exactly what it means, and that will help with your auditing process as well. The more you, the more you know, and the more you know where you can pull information from, then then the better it can be, really. And then if you are really stuck, then obviously there's software like yours and agencies like ours to to give help where needed. That makes sense. Uh, I, I I like that advice. I mean, I think that's that's uh, you know. I remember we don't, you know, we're no longer in the agency business, but certainly a couple of years ago when we were starting out, 
um, you know, there was a lot of Googling going on. And actually, there's, there's a lot of information there. Unfortunately, not as much when it comes to the vendor side, but there's, I mean, I guess that's part of what you and I are trying to do here today to try and create some more content and more awareness of, uh, of how to do that. Um, yeah. You know, there's certainly, you know, what I found, uh, there's lots of people willing to help, which is, uh, which is really fantastic. So um, I guess in, in closing, really just, you know, keen to understand what other tips and tricks do you have, uh, you know, for those that are motivated, you know, hopefully as a result of today's session to actually, okay, let's put some, let's set some time aside, let's build a game plan. Um, what are some of the other things you may want to just challenge them on in terms of tips, tricks, um, pitfalls to avoid? Um, yeah. So again, it kind of comes down to, I know I've gone on about this a bit too much already, but yeah, it's kind of like tracking what you're doing. So within any business, obviously you have people who start and people who leave. Uh, so if you do, if, like, for example, you might learn something and then that person may leave further down the line or they might go to a different part of the business. So a really good thing really is, is to start building SOPs, even if they are just like loosely covers, they don't have to be followed exactly to the to the letter of the law of there, but at least it gives people some guidance of like, this is what happens when a purchase order comes in. This is what happens when we need to make a change to the listing, This them kind of things. So you can do it kind of with written documents. So you can build SOPs. And another thing that I've recently found when I, when I started the agency was that there's programs like Tango and it just gives you each time you click on a certain part on the page it just kind of records it and turns it into a full document for it which is absolutely amazing so that's kind of one of the things we use here things like Loom just to record little you don't even have to put your face on it or anything you can literally just record the screen and talk uh, and again Gantt charts so we absolutely love Gantt charts uh, here so for roadmaps for planning uh just anything to do with projects so it's it's basically just kind of getting organized really is there a favorite piece of software um you like to use when it comes to project management or you're uh more of a sort of a google sheets excel person so, yeah so we use we are we are google google based uh but yeah we use for everything within the agency we use trello yeah yeah very I'm good big, big trello fan. Makes absolute sense. We've used it for many, many years, amongst other tools, I must say. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's so many good ones. Like, each time I, I get sent so many messages, and like, this looks pretty cool. I'm not sure if I'd use it, but it looks really cool. Awesome. Very good. Well, um, Chris, we are almost uh, out of time. Um, it's been great to talk about this, actually. It's one of these things that we don't stand still and, and talk about. We're always into action, you know, what listings to optimize, what, what campaigns to optimize, um, you know, all that sort of, you know, important too, but makes much less sense without the context of a game plan to know where you're going and what are the metrics you're looking for to really, to, to really hit to ensure that it's successful. Um, so thank you for um, coming on the show today and thank you for demystifying this topic of a, of a game plan. Now, I'm sure that a lot of people kind of, you know, watching today or maybe listening to us on our, um, on our podcast uh, afterwards uh, and love to get in touch. I mean, what's, the, what's the best way for anyone to get in touch with you, maybe for them to pick your brain or seek advice or uh, maybe something more? Yeah, so, I mean, there's, there's multiple ways. So the main one is, the, is going to be the website, which is helped.co.uk. Uh, then, yeah, LinkedIn, uh, is probably the, the next biggest one. So I'm usually 
stuck between those two. To be perfectly honest. <laughs> I, uh, excellent. I, I was going to say, I've, I've written it down here, but I was going to guess your email address, uh, chris at help.co.uk. No, sure yeah. yeah, so just drop me a quick message and then we'll get back as soon as possible. Yeah, awesome. Uh, that is great, Chris, and I appreciate your, your willingness to help out and uh, do your bit for the uh, Amazon vendor community. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show, and uh, I look forward to uh, look forward to having you on the show again, Chris. Thanks very much for having me, Paul. Much appreciated, mate. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in via LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, or uh, via our uh, podcasts afterwards. I hope you enjoy the show um, and make sure you check out some great episodes that we've got coming up, especially for Amazon vendors. Until next time, thank you for listening. 